0: Hello and welcome to the Food As Medicine Show with Dr. Anne, the place to be for real talk with real people and real results so that you can heal yourself naturally. I'm your host, Dr. Anne, and I'm a board-certified pharmacist and health coach specializing in treating cholesterol without medications. You can learn more about me at drann.com spelled A-N-H as in hippopotamus. Now, I want to let you know that this show is for general information only, not a substitute for medical care, so prior to beginning any new health program, I recommend that you consult with a qualified healthcare professional. In today's episode, I am a bit of a fangirl as I chat with Dr. Terry Walls who is a clinical professor of medicine at the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine, a published clinical researcher, physician at the University of Iowa VA hospital, and whose dietary and lifestyle changes took her from wheelchair-bound to completing an 18-mile bike tour within one year. In today's show, Dr. Walls and I chat about how medications and supplements were only able to slow her disease progression but not reverse it, why the health of your cells and mitochondria is so important, which foods to avoid to minimize face pain, migraine, allergies, acne, and asthma, the Walls protocol that she uses to treat her patients, and how to cook with kelp and seaweed. All right, let's go chat with Dr. Walls. Hi, and welcome back to the Food as Medicine show with Dr. Ann. Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Dr. Terry Walls, and for me, she needs no introduction. But Dr. Walls, in case people don't know your story, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. So I'm an internal medicine specialist. I'm uh, here at the University of Iowa, uh, and uh, I have also a progressive neurologic uh, disorder. Uh, secondary progressive multiple sclerosis, uh, and I was first diagnosed uh, oh, in 1999-2000 uh, 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 on the basis of an episode of visual dimming 10 years earlier, the development of foot drop, an abnormal MRI, abnormal spinal fluid, and was told I had relapsing-remitting MS. I uh, went to the Cleveland Clinic for a second opinion. Uh, they looked over everything said, yes, you have MS, and I began taking disease-modifying drugs. Uh, and uh, then uh, three years later, my disease had transitioned to secondary progressive MS, and I got a tilt-reclined wheelchair, took uh, Novantrone, and then uh, Tizabri. Uh, and that's when I decided that I needed to start uh, taking... Taking a, perhaps a little bit more responsibility, I started uh, reading and studying using PubMed.gov, and I began relearning uh, the basic science, um, uh, brain physiology, uh, nutrition, chemistry, and slowly uh, began uh, rethinking uh, what was causing MS. Uh, and I decided that uh, health and nutrition were key, in particular nutrition for the uh, brain cell and the mitochondria. Uh, and began adding some vitamins and supplements, which uh, seemed to slow down the speed of my decline. And then in the summer of 2007, uh, I was weak enough, I couldn't sit up in a regular chair anymore, I needed to be in a recliner, I could walk uh, very short distances using uh, two canes or two walking sticks. Uh, and that's when I discovered the Institute for Functional Medicine, and I took their neuroprotection course uh, which deepened my understanding of brain biology a little bit more. I had a longer list of vitamins and supplements. Uh, but, you know, then I uh, probably the next brilliant thing that I did was what I um, needed to do was see where I could get these uh, foods, these nutrients from food, as opposed to just relying on the uh, pills and supplements. So that took some more uh, research, uh, more effort on my part. Um, but uh, several more months uh, later, I was able to uh, identify uh, the critical foods sources for these nutrients. And so when I began this uh, protocol based on uh, a diet designed specifically to maximize nutrition for my brain, uh, meditative practices, uh, exercise. There's also some electrical therapy uh, to my muscles. Uh, within a year, I was up out of the tilt recline wheelchair. I was walking without a cane, and in fact, was able to do an 18-mile bicycle ride with my family. Uh, it's changed my uh, research area. I now do clinical trials, testing uh, what we now call the WALS Protocol in others with progressive MS and uh this protocol is what i use in my traumatic brain injury clinic uh where i see people with uh much with global uh, brain injury and with numerous psychological uh, problems ptsd uh depression uh substance abuse issues et cetera. and of course i have my primary care clinics um, that have uh, heart disease diabetes obesity high blood pressure kinds of things you know, I, I was like Paul on the way to Damascus, you know, the, the conventional <laughs> medicine doc got struck down and has been yeah. replaced by somebody who understands it's all about the health of your cells and the health yeah. of your mitochondria, which means food.
2: Well, and I was going to ask you to tell us a little bit more about why you tri- uh, that, flipped that switch between, you know, getting your nutrients instead of supplements, getting it from food. Why did you think that was so critical?
1: Well, uh, if you look at, say, broccoli, uh, we know there's a, a bunch of uh, very helpful thiol or sulfur-containing compounds that have been identified, purified, and studied in the lab that, that are, in fact, very helpful. But there are thousands of other molecules in that broccoli that we haven't identified, uh, and it's the uh, family of compounds. It's not mm-hmm. just one compound acting on your cell, but it's that whole uh, play, of compounds, mm-hmm. and so by uh, taking what I learned about brain cell biology, what I knew science had said, these were the nutrients that are really important for the brain, and saying, you know, if I got them in the food, I would probably get other nutrients that were also really important to brain cells that we haven't yet identified. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, I tell uh, my patients and I tell the public that. When I was using just pills and supplements, I was able to slow my decline, but not reverse it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was when I uh, redesigned my diet so that I was eating very intentionally to maximize the nutrients to get that list, those uh, 31 nutrients that I said were so important. When I had redesigned my diet to maximize those, that's when the
2: magic happened. Mm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Cause, and I, I love you that you put, make that a point because as a pharmacist, I get that all the time. Patients come in and they just say, okay, what supplement do I need to take? And they really don't want to take the effort to, uh, to make the food that will help them heal. You know? And I guess one of my biggest questions is, how do you maintain that type of lifestyle? Because as a physician, I'm sure you're really busy with seeing your know, um, patients, but also the speaking engagements that you have. So how do you make it fit into your lifestyle and make it work day to day?
1: Well, we all have the same 24 hours. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a matter of how we decide to prioritize what I'm going to spend my money on, what I'm going to spend my time on. Mm-hmm. Now, fortunately for me, if I eat the wrong foods, I will get a flare of face pain that's yeah. uh, quite horrific. So that keeps me very highly motivated to pay attention uh, to my food. Uh but i've also have learned now that i have to pay attention to making sure i have my meditative practice uh and my daily exercise mm-hmm. routine and so i've uh have learned to redesign my life that this is what's uh the most important i, know I have uh a lot of folks complain that well uh it's expensive to eat this way uh you know yeah. the we subsidize uh corn uh and soybeans mm-hmm. and wheat yeah. so those calories are very cheap And the uh, uh, percent of our income that we spend on food has steadily declined uh, since World War I. Uh, And the nutrient density of our diet has also steadily declined since World War I. And the cost that we pay for health care or sickness care has steadily climbed. Um, I I think uh, if we value our health, uh, we'll figure out how to eat vegetables and berries Um, And because we're all going to pay the price. We either pay it now for food that restores our health or we pay it for drugs that control symptoms for a while until the next new drug is added and the next surgery is needed and the early disability is required or the early nursing home is required. There's no escaping paying the price. The question is, are you going to pay it for food that tastes really good or drugs that have a lot of complications?
2: Yeah. Well, and, and you said cheap and it's cheap food in in the monetary sense, but in the nutritional density sense as well. So, um,
1: very expensive. You're
2: right. It's yes, very
1: very. very expensive <laughs> you know,
2: food. and you you get what you pay for, right? You know, when you pay for high quality food, like you said it's going to sustain and nourish you. Um, and help you heal it. You know, you said you were lucky, which I think that's interesting. That when you eat something that doesn't support your health, you feel it right away. Um, and I, I feel the same way because even when I, you know, eat something that's high sugar, I will feel that sugar rush and the sugar crash immediately, and then the headache that follows, um, or and the brain fog after that as well. So I think when people listen to their yeah. bodies, they're going to see and and feel what it what it, the food is doing. So, so I, I I can
1: look um, at my family. Uh, so I get face pain if I have uh, dairy or gluten. I get it 48 hours later, and I uh, will struggle for about three weeks. My daughter will get a migraine and will have a severe headache, uh, often with vomiting, for three to five days. My mm. son will get acne on his forehead, uh, allergies, and asthma symptoms. And so yeah. for him, it's it's been much harder to uh, finally figure out that he just feels better overall if uh, the cleaner he keeps his diet, because you know, like most of us, you know, we're addicted to uh, the grain and dairy. Uh, it stimulates the pleasure centers of our brain, so that's what all of us want to eat. And mm-hmm. since the asthma and acne doesn't show up and doesn't seem to be too bad immediately, it's it was easier for him to ignore that for a while. <laughs> but
2: I noticed that it, his forehead yep. has been
1: very clear lately, so. And he tells me that he's, he's finally figured out that he feels a lot better if he keeps his diet clean.
2: Yeah, yeah. It helps when it, it has a manife- physical manis- manifestation, right? <laughs> yes, so, yes. Now, um, before we have you dive into the, the, the protocol itself, you mentioned, you know, you tell pretty much everybody about it. You know, your, your patients, your cardiovascular patients, those with PTSD, those with neurological disease. Um, does mm-hmm. this? type
1: of diet work for pretty much anybody then? Uh, absolutely it does. We all have cells uh, that make up our organs and the organs that make up our bodies. And so if you want to have a healthy body, you need healthy organs. If you want healthy organs, you need healthy cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the key to healthy cell is lots of Optimal building blocks: vitamins, minerals, essential fats, in the correct proportions. And so, if you eat eat it in the food, you have a better shot of getting that. Uh, and then I've, because we you know we've lost our ancient wisdom from our ancestors that uh, it had uh, evolved uh, the hunter-gatherer diet. So I created a structure to help people design how to eat that day. To maximize their vitamin, mineral, antioxidant content. And there are probably, you know, a variety of other structures that would do that. I I happen to think I have the best one that's out there, the one that's uh, easiest uh, to follow and achieve what your brain cells need, your mitochondria need. And certainly from what I see in clinic, it looks like this works for every uh, chronic disease. Uh, yeah. that I see in primary care, that we see in specialty medicine, that we see in the mental health clinics.
2: Yeah. So um, can you elaborate a little bit more then about the protocol, what it specifically entails? So
1: you, know, um, I'd encourage all, all of the listeners to uh, go uh, check out my website, check out the TED Talk uh, where I tell mm-hmm. my story and, and have nice visuals with that. Um it centers around, uh, lots of fruits and vegetables, uh, and that's nine cups, uh, which is essentially three platefuls. Think of a dinner plate as three cups. So the, uh, you want to have a plateful of green leaf, and you can have it cooked or raw, a plateful of sulfur-rich vegetables, and that would be in the cabbage family, broccoli, cauliflower, brussels sprouts, radishes, turnips, rutabagas, uh, or Onions, garlic, chives, leeks, or mushrooms, asparagus, uh, artichoke hearts. And then, uh, a plate full of bright colors. And to be colored, uh, we want the, uh, pigment to be seen all the way through, uh, the vegetable or fruit. Uh, for example, uh, uh, tomatoes, peppers, beets, carrots, uh, mm. berries. Oranges, peaches would all be colored. An apple, pear, banana is white. Uh, and so I consider those starchy fruits. And you could have them after you've had your nine cups, but they would not count towards the nine cups. Uh, I want people to have foods that are rich in omega-3 fats, and so that would be wild fish, grass-fed meat. Um, walnuts would uh, be helpful. Flax uh, seed would be helpful. Uh, organ meat, uh, our ancestors knew to have, uh, organ meats. Uh, that was a, a valuable part of the diet, and about a third of the protein would have been, uh, organ meat. So, heart, uh, lung, liver, kidneys. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, somehow we lost that ancient wisdom. Uh, and, uh, ancient societies would travel. Taste, uh, taste is always oh. an acquired thing.
2: <laughs> I, I
1: assure you. We we all yeah. learn to develop our taste, with the exception of, yeah. uh, of sweet, which uh, we all become addicted to, and because food mm-hmm. becomes refined, uh, becomes uh, maladaptive for us. Yeah. Otherwise, taste so is all acquired.
2: Um, oh, so we have. Um because of Vietnamese, uh, me sandwiches are very popular, and pate, yeah. you know, um, is what we spread on the sandwiches, and it is amazing um, with the liver and you know just the, the the blend of flavors. And people think I'm crazy for liking pate, but I you mean know, it's good for you. Too, oh, so.
1: it's marvelous! <laughs> uh, and, uh, I put pate on turnip slices, you know. Oh. So yes. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I
2: kinda of tried that, but that sounds good.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, so. we have to, I make pate a lot. Uh, it's a common breakfast uh, food for me, and I. I use uh, have that with my raw ve- vegetables, and that's mm. uh, a common breakfast for me. Uh, and, and then I encourage oh. regular consumption of seaweed.
2: Yes, and um, that was a question of mine. So why why seaweed or sea vegetables?
1: Uh, um, if you go back a couple billion years, uh, life began in the sea, and uh, those minerals that were in the ancient seas are a critical part of how our cells work. Uh, those minerals are cofactors for uh, the thousands of enzymes that we have that make the chemistry in our cells happen. If you don't have the minerals on hand, those enzymes are much less efficient and your chemistry is less efficient. So we want to have a nice rich supply of minerals. Uh, And uh, the best source for iodine, selenium, and many of these other trace minerals from those ancient seas uh, is seaweed, so adding seaweed to uh, your cooking, your soups, broths, uh and dishes that you make uh, will help make sure that you have a plentiful supply of minerals.
2: Okay. What's your favorite way of using seaweed? Because I know it's good for me. I'm just hesitant. I don't know where to start. I, I just,
1: uh, you know, if I'm sautéing some greens, I'll put in a teaspoon of uh, kelp powder or uh, dulse flakes uh, in with the greens as I sauté them. If I am making a uh, uh, sautéing some uh, chicken breast or uh, drumsticks, I'll uh, put a tablespoon of dulse flakes uh, along with uh, rosemary and the coconut oil and vinegar, and simmer that for uh, the 20 minutes until it's done. Uh, when I started adding uh, dulse and kelp um, uh, to the dishes I was making, my family came back and was like, "Oh my God, Mom!" That was the best soup. Oh, my God, Mom, that was the best chicken. Oh, my God, Mom, that was the best (laughs) roast we'd ever had. So I've been doing this now for the last five years. And my family said, you know, you haven't made any of those really incredible broths lately. And I thought, you know, we must be finally getting caught up on our trace minerals because I've been making Mm. them the same way, but we don't have that same level of craving. Uh, so that's—I could be wrong—but anyway, that—that's my interpretation. That um, if you cook with it, you'll likely uh, discover. Uh, I would start small. You know, start small and uh, gradually increase your exposure to it. And you'll probably find that uh, this adds a lovely, lovely flavor, uh, which sh- should be telling you that your brain is saying, "Yes, I like those minerals."
2: Mm-hmm. They say that it adds good umami rate. Right? So, like uh, this, this is like wonderful flavor that I guess some companies try to get through adding MSG. But with with this uh, seaweed and those uh, minerals, like you were saying, our body craves that. And I remember reading something mm-hmm. that said if you're craving it, you're most likely deficient in something, you know, a yes. uh, mineral or a micronutrient that um, that you're missing in your diet. So I'm glad you Correct. pointed that out.
1: It, that's the reason uh, sea salt is helpful. It has lots of trace minerals. Won't have the iodine. So you could use sea salt and a generous amount of kelp which is rich in iodine, or get iodized sea salt. Um, and either one of those approaches would be perfectly fine. But I, I would certainly encourage uh liberal use of sea salt, uh and liberal use of seaweeds. Start small and uh work upwards and follow your taste. Okay.
2: Great. Um and you mentioned before about mitochondria, and I know you have a book out called Minding My Mitochondria. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, it t- In that book, I tell briefly my story of uh, how ill I was and my give people my recovery journey. And then I walk them through some of, and I try to do this in a, in a uh, lay-friendly way, uh, some of the biochemical things that are happening in your brain that I think are so incredibly exciting. Uh, what food you need to eat to make sure that chemistry is happening properly, uh, and then we um, I, and I include a, a lovely chapter about uh, toxin exposure and how to deal with that, and then a bunch of recipes to get people started. And I have some recipes that I would let people do this as a vegetarian if they uh, if that's their spiritual belief. Although uh, my preference is that people do more of the hunter gatherer style and do. Um, not rely on uh, grains and legumes, but instead do the uh, vegetable, berries, meat version. But, yeah, I am respectful of that uh, there are vegetarians who uh, are not going to eat meat because of their spiritual beliefs and uh, uh, personal religious beliefs.
2: Sure. So, why are mitochondria important? Um, you know, I, sure. as I do more reading, they keep popping up. <laughs> so, there's so, something in there with the mitochondria.
1: Yeah, that's that's very cool. So uh, about one and a half billion years ago, little bacteria got engulfed by bigger bacteria. And these little bacteria were very effective at uh, producing energy for this cell that the cell could use to drive the chemistry of life. That efficiency allowed those cells to specialize and become multicellular beings which then, uh, could evolve into animals and in a few more hundreds of million years into mammals and then into primates and then, you know, eventually into humans. At that same time in the cyanobacteria, a similar thing happened and, uh, little tinier cyanobacteria that were able to do photosynthesis got engulfed and they became the chloroplasts, uh, that make, uh, convert you know, uh, light into uh, food for the plants. So they are ancient, ancient uh, parts of what makes a multicellular life possible. Uh, That is the most critical driver of efficiency for ourselves. And, uh, you know, when I went to medical school, let me tell you, I had to memorize hundreds of reactions involving my mitochondria. Um, the Krebs cycle, <laughs> too. Krebs cycle, man, many, many, many. Uh, what we didn't realize, and, and no one taught, I and mean, I still don't teach this, it sort of annoys me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what things you have to eat to be yeah. sure that uh, on your cycle and your mitochondria can work well. So what things can you make, what do you have to eat, and where would you find them in your food supply? Now, I, I was very kind for the readers. I tell you what those things are, and um, I tell you where they are in the food supply. Uh, and I designed the diet to make sure that you're going to be feeding your mitochondria high octane fuel. You know, because
2: mm.
1: I'm sure your listeners know to not put high fructose corn syrup in the gasoline tank in their car. No. Nobody would expect their car to continue to run if you put in a quart of high-fructose corn syrup every time you went to the gas station.
2: Mm-hmm. We, we
1: know that. We know that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Unfortunately, we, we don't have that same level of common sense for ourselves, that our biologic engines are very sophisticated, and by pouring in all of this high-fructose corn syrup, all this food-like chemicals, we are poisoning the engines of our life, our mitochondria. Mm. And that's wrecking our brains, it's wrecking our hearts, it's wrecking our pancreas, our blood vessels. Um, And unfortunately, because in a very short-term basis, uh, that high fructose corn syrup and those food-like chemicals stimulate our pleasure centers in our brain, uh, we're very happy to lay down all of our money to make someone else very rich as we destroy our own mm-hmm. health.
2: So you said in that book, "Mining my, my Mitochondria, is where you'll list all the foods that are um, supportive of mitochondrial health? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Perfect. I, I want to
1: uh, tell people about my website, Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, Walls, yeah. W-A-H-L-S dot com. We have uh, a bunch of educational videos uh, you know, I have many, many people contact me asking, uh, can your approach help? And then insert the name of whatever disease they're worried about, uh, is. Yeah. And, and so we started adding, uh, on the, there's a testimonial pages on the resources where we're adding in, uh, people's stories and book reviews. And if you look over to the right-hand side, you'll see the, uh, links to all the various symptoms and diagnoses that people are reporting have been helped. And so it ranges from things, you know, parkinsons, ms of course, uh alzheimers, uh arthritis, uh neuropathies, uh yeah. diabetes, depression. Uh so there there are many 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 uh reports from many 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 other people about the same saying uh and of course yeah, in my clinics, in both my primary care and the traumatic brain injury clinic, um, what I see very consistently is if you eat the standard American diet, your health declines. If, and as you learn how to adapt the Walls protocol uh, and attend to all these lifestyle factors, symptoms will steadily reduce. Usually the person begins to uh, get to a more ideal body weight. Energy and vitality steadily improve. Uh, And often, uh, medication needs uh, decline. Uh, It's not uncommon for people to, uh, over three years, come off one after another medication and eventually uh, be Mm medication-free.
2: Awesome. And I was going to ask you, uh, what projects or things, as we wrap up, are you working on? If someone wanted more information or wanted to support your work and your research, where can they go, what can they do?
1: So... uh, uh, Go to my website, sign up for the newsletter, uh, because you'll get great information all the time. Uh, I would uh, pre-order the WALLS protocol, because that has the new stuff, and that's uh, also very exciting. Um, Mm. And please think about donating to the WALLS Research Fund, uh, so that we can keep collecting pilot data. So if you go to my website, on the front page, uh, uh, there's a place where you can click to donate now uh and that will take you to the University of Iowa's uh Walls Research Fund. Uh please make a donation. Uh you'll get a a um, receipt from uh the University of Iowa Foundation. This would be tax deductible. Uh and this really helps support our my ability to uh collect the preliminary data that I then use to write for my next grants. I am uh, in the process of getting final approval to start our next study which will be the walls, Paleo Diet and Progressive MS Study. Uh, and uh, we hope to be finally scheduling uh, patient visits uh, in August. Uh, so it will be a very exciting time.
2: Wow. So when you're passionate about what you do, every day there's there's always more work to be done. I wanted to end with just your vision. You know, you've, you've been through your own personal story. Now you're sharing your story with others and teaching people how to eat. What... What is your ultimate vision? What would you like to see happen as a result of your work?
1: My goal uh, with the next book is to reach a million people, uh, or maybe 10 million people, uh, person by person by person, so people learn they can heal themselves by eating and living for optimal health, that the, the path to health and vitality are through the choices we make every day, by eating nutrient-dense diets, vegetables, berries, meat, fish, uh, by meditative practice, by exercise, by spiritual lives, family lives. And I, I think uh, by reaching straight out uh, to the public, uh, doing these interviews, uh, uh, doing webinars, doing um, uh, books for the public, the public can grab hold of this information. And share it with one yeah. another and take back their health. There's no reason for us to be seeing double digit uh, increases in expenditures on healthcare. We should see healthcare costs dramatically fall, dramatically fall, uh, if the public latches on to food is medicine.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I agree with you, I think it all starts with an empowered consumer and an empowered patient. You know, once they know that they can do this, they can take back their health and and heal themselves. With food, um, you guide them there, and then they they get it, you know? Yeah. Um, So I really appreciate your time and your work. Um, I've been a big fan, and um, I'm so honored to have you on the show. Um, I know you've had a run. Thank you. Um, Is there anything else you wanted to end with before we go?
1: Well, um, uh, yeah. uh, other thing to let people know is, my Demon, My Mitochondria is scheduled to go out of print the end of August. So, don't dally. Do pick up your copy before then. Oh, and
2: so you're not doing another edition or anything?
1: Uh, no, we'll not be doing another edition. Uh, w- well, the next book, The Walls Protocol, has what I've learned. It has, uh, a, a different set of information. I think your readers will probably really like to have, uh, both volumes. Uh, to get the most complete look at how to car- create optimal health for their brain.
2: Perfect. Well, thank you so
0: much, uh, Dr. Walls. You're welcome. And I appreciate your time. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed this show. That was Dr. Walls from TerryWalls.com. All the links and resources mentioned in today's episode are in the show notes at com slash 001. And Anne is spelled A-N-H as in hippopotamus. While you're there, remember to jump on the Food as Medicine VIP email list. You'll get my free gift, The Clean Eating Rules. It's my number one guide for how to eat to lose weight, improve your biometrics, and get more energy. You'll also get my favorite pearls from the show because if you're anything like me, you're probably listening to this while driving, doing laundry, or cleaning, and you really can't be jotting down notes of all the great information that was shared in the episode. So I've taken all the notes for you, and by hopping on my email list, you'll get the show pearls. And finally, as a VIP email subscriber, you'll get the occasional love letters from me, emails sharing some of my favorite recipes and products, upcoming events, new information I've learned, and other goodies. So go to drannzak.com now and enter your name and email address. If you like this interview, be sure to subscribe to the show so you get all the new episodes. We've got plenty of great guests coming up, so stay tuned. Thanks so much for stopping by, and until next time, remember to eat consciously because the world needs a healthy and vibrant you.